Hi, hi, hi. It's time to hit the math rack. This is After Class, the podcast with Miss Donovan. Week 9, Algebra 1 Overview. Woo-woo. Get excited. We are going to be looking over what we've done for the past week, as well as looking over our assessment real quick so that you get an idea what you need to know. Ah, it looks like it's time to get into the top. We're going to get started by looking at our Mathematician of the Week, Benjamin Bankner. Benjamin Bankner was born in 1731 and died in 1806. His mother was born a slave, but he was born in a freed man in Philadelphia. He is mostly self-educated in mathematics and astronomy. Just remember, they didn't have public education back then, and there wasn't that much access to education and material to Black people in America because at the time, um, again, it was uh, during slavery, which uh, so that just means they didn't. They weren't offered the same opportunities as their white counterparts. Um, he is best known for building the first clock in America. He accurately predicted a solar eclipse in 1789, and he wrote Thomas Jefferson a letter asking him to help improve the treatment of blacks in the USA. So that is Benjamin Bankner, our mathematician of the week. Okay, okay just remember Thursday. Thursday. Can you remember Thursday? <laughs> yeah, so Tuesday? <laughs> Thursday. Look, if you need help remembering, just think of it like this. The third day, all right? Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when, huh? What day? Thursday. <laughs> the third day, okay? Okay, so first thing, we're going to start off with what we did last Thursday, 10-22. We started with 9-1, which was our target was I can determine the slope of a line and use the slope formula. So we started off um, with the slope song. Remember, slope, it's the rise over the run. The distance up and down, divide by the distance, side to side. And then I almost made you guys dance, but I didn't. We started with our book notes and went over the slope again. So we looked at a graph, and remember, it's the rise over the run. So we can count how far up, um, one, how far, how many units um, higher one point is to another, or versus how many units um, to the left or right it is. So remember, rise is the vertical distance up or down, and run is the horizontal distance left or right. So it's the rise over the run. And we could also use our slope formula, which was m equals y2 minus y1 in the numerator and x2 minus x1 in the denominator. Um, and we use this um, because, again, slope is measured the amount of decline or incline of the line. The variable m is often used to represent it, so that's why we use m when we say m equals y2 minus y1 in the numerator and x2 minus x1 in the denominator. Again, the ratio of vertical change over horizontal change determines the slope of a line. So it could be vertical change in the numerator, horizontal change in the denominator, or the change in y in the numerator, the change in x in the denominator, or remember we use those triangles, delta y over delta x. All that's saying is y2 minus y1 in the numerator and x2 minus x1 in the denominator. So there are two ways to find slope. You can either A, use that little formula I gave you, or look at the graph and find it using the rise over the run. So a lot of what we did is we selected a few points and that's all we did. We just plugged it into the formula or we looked at the graph and looked at the rise over the one run. Our homework was page 127, problems 16 through 19. Again, page 127, problems 16 through 19. If you haven't finished it, you should go ahead and finish that right now. But that's what we did on Thursday, October 22nd. Let's get into Friday. So Friday, we started 9-2, which is more about slope. The targets where I can identify the slope of a given graph. I can 
identify the slope of given two, of the slope of a given two points, and I can identify the slope of a given equation. Our homework was from page 132, problems six and seven. So again, if you haven't turned that in, you should definitely still do so. So we talked about the rate of change. The rate of change for a function is the ratio of the change in y, um, the dependent variable, to the ratio of the change in x, the independent variable. Um, so again, it's kind of the same thing as slope, uh, but if we have a constant ratio, that means our function is linear. So again, the rate of change is basically the same thing as slope, but it's not always constant. If the slope is constant, then our function is linear. So what we did is we were given, we kind of made a function. We plugged it into the table, and then we graphed it, and then we used two points from that function to find the slope. We used, again, our formula was m equals y2 minus y1 in the numerator, and x2 minus x1 in the denominator. Going through, we did some more notes from our book. Again, we did a lot of examples finding the slope. So you could either look at the graph and find the slope or use m equals y2 minus y1 in the numerator or x2 minus x1 in the denominator. When we talk rate of change, we usually talk um, word problems, so we did a lot of those too. If you have any questions, make sure to come to office hours or go ahead and email me. But that's it for Friday on 10, uh, October 23rd, 10, 23. Well, we did 9-2. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. On Monday, we started with 9-3. So again, more of slope. It was I can calculate and interpret the rate of change for a function. I can understand the connection between the rate of change and the slope. And I can determine if a slope is positive, negative, zero, or undefined. Your homework was a Google form. And there was also an optional extra practice on page 138, 13 through 19. You could do if you were a little so we started off, we did some book notes again. We talked about how if you increase in the um, y values and you increase in the x values, you're going to have a vertical, a vertical rise. So again, um, your graph is going to get bigger in the positive direction. So your increase in your decrease in your y is going to kind of more talk about um, the increase or the decrease in the functions, talking more about the y values is what I mean to say, while the interval um, is the x value. A really great thing to remember for this is linear functions have a constant rate of change. So their slope is always the same, constant rate of change. We went through some examples figuring out whether or not um, basically equations had constant rate of changes. Remember, equal distances over equal intervals is equivalent way of referring to a constant slope. Differences refer to change in y, and intervals refer to change in x. Equal distance or equal differences over equal intervals means change in y over change in x, which represents the slope and will always be the same. Um, so again, remember that it's um, equal distance over equal interval. Um, and if you have the same slope throughout the whole graph, throughout the whole function, or throughout the whole table, you're going to have a linear function. So we then did some couple examples. We were given some tables, and we wanted to figure out whether or not they were linear. So what we did is we took a bunch of random points and we just found the slope. If they had the same slope, then they were linear. If they had different slopes, then they were not. So again, um, it's going to be the same slope between every single point in a linear function. And if it does not have the same slope between every single point in the function, then the function's not linear. So we went through some examples. Then we started talking about how to identify slopes. So remember, you have a positive slope um, if your graph is going up from, um, what is it, from left to right. So from left, it starts in your numbers and goes all the way up to your positive numbers um, to the right. From 
left to right, if you're going negative, um, to have a negative slope, you would be decreasing. So again, it would fall from your view. From left to right, it would start up high and go down slow. Then we have something called a zero slope, which is a horizontal line, and then an undefined slope, which is a vertical line. So those are also all really important things to remember. And that's kind of it with what we talked about with 9-3. We just talked about, again, rate of change um, and slope, and then the different types of slope and how to identify it. So on Tuesday, we didn't have any homework. It was we spent the day graphing. We really worked on graphing these. It's really important to make sure we're able to take a function, plug in x values, get the y values out, and then graph it. So that's all we worked on. We made an input-output table, and then I gave you a different kind of graph. We also talked about the kind of slopes that these linear graphs had. So when we graphed them, um, if the slope was, if we saw in our y equals mx plus b form, our slope-intercept form, if the m was positive, we had a positive slope, which was really, really awesome. If the m was negative, we had a negative slope. So even before you graphed it, you could look and realize and say, okay, this should have a negative slope. It should be going down, or maybe it should have a positive slope. It should be going up and see if you graphed it correctly. So again, make sure if you are having trouble um, putting your X values, your input values into your function and getting the Y values, you can always use your calculator. But really it was just kind of a fun day with uh, no homework, low, low stress day to make sure we get our graphing down. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Wednesday we did a choice board so this choice board was meant for you to either review or catch up if you were behind so again you had a bunch of options you have to get at least five points you have to finish at least five points before you can complete uh, to complete the choice board for full credit and you could have gotten up to five extra credit points today if you did more than five points worth of assignments so again there was a catch-up assignment where you could do a certain amount of um, assignments you were missing and get points for it you could have created a flip grid showing one of your homework problems that you did um, you could have signed up to have a meeting with me. You could have um, taken a Google form quiz. You could have caught up on your homework or done an optional extra practice, um, made a test, text question, or there was some extra practice. Again, math idle or make a math meme. So again, if you had any missing assignments, you should have done uh, one of the missing assignment um, things to catch up with. But other than that, um, that's it. So make sure you turn that in if you do not have it in already. Okay, just remember Thursday. Thursday. Can you remember Thursday? <laughs> Yeah, so Tuesday? Thursday. Look, if you need help remembering, just think of it like this. The third day, all right? Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when, huh? What day? Thursday. The third day, okay? Okay, so now it's time. The moment you all have been waiting for. I have the assessment number nine right in front of me. I'm going to let you know what you need to do. Um, you have a few sections. You have four sections on this assessment. Not too long. First section is the only section you can skip. It is 616263. It's asking you one question about the independent and dependent variable. So it's a pretty easy way to get a question right, I would say. Um, then you have target um, learning target 8, 9, and 8, or 8, 8, 9, 8, 1, and 8, 2. Um, it's talking about horizontal and vertical translations. Remember, if it is grouped inside the X, it is moving it left or right. Left or right is inside with the X. Outside is up or down. So if you have a number grouped in with the X and it is negative, it's going to move it to the right. And if it's positive, it's going to move it to the left. So remember, your horizontal translations are the opposite of what you think. And your vertical translations, if it's positive, it moves up. If it's negative, it moves down. It's exactly what you think. 
next action is nine, one, two, and three all together um, because it's just a lot about slopes. So they kind of, you know, fit really well together. What's happening here is it's kind of, it has about four questions. Shouldn't take you too long. First, you're going to get a graph and I'm asking you, what's the slope? The second question is you find the rate of change for a function represented in a table. There's a table, figure out the rate of change. Is it linear? Does it have a constant rate of change? Remember, if it's linear, it has a constant rate of change. So the answer should be yes to both those questions. If you're like, oh yeah, this has a constant rate of change, then yes, it is linear. If it does not have a constant rate of change, then no, it is not linear. So again, it should have the same rate of change or the same slope throughout all the points to be um, a constant rate of change. The last qu two questions are giving you a picture of the graph. They're asking you, is the slope positive, negative, zero, or undefined? You're going to circle one. In the last section, 9-4 is I can plot points on a coordinate plane and create the graph of a line using a table. You're given a function. You're asked to graph the function. So you need to make a table and graph it. And that's all for the assessment. It's not too long, not too short, and I know you guys are going to rock it. So that is it for our week nine Algebra 1 overview. Um, this is After Class Podcast. Remember, if you have any questions, you should feel free to email me or stop by my office hours from 2, 10 to 3 o'clock, and I'll definitely help you out. Um, other than that, um, again, remember uh, your assessment is tomorrow. And if you have any homework you haven't turned in, go ahead and feel free to turn it in. You can still get full credit. I will see you in class.